This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, March 17th, happy St. Patrick's Day. Hope you're wearing some green wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Lucky Charms publicist Jerem Jordan. It's a good thing that the University of Utah doesn't wear green. Otherwise, this day would be awkward for us, right? No question. Yeah, uh, good thing it's not red. I am wearing a little red. I'm wearing a Bob Marley shirt. So I have a my uncle uh, Chris Wetton name drop sent me a shirt that said "No Luck Needed." It was from one of the early '90s Notre Dame games. I can't remember if it was the one in Provo or whatever. Anyways, I should have worn that shirt, but I had already I was already wearing the shirt and was ready to go, and I didn't feel like changing it. So sorry, Chris, but it does have some green on it, and our set has green today. It looks really nice. We, by the way. You're going to tell us what's coming up here in a second? This is a loaded show. We thought, man, there's not going to be a lot to talk about. We have too much to talk about today. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that we have this problem, uh, especially in this time. What a show today. BYU basketball's all-time leading scorer, Tyler Hawes, will join us from Spain over Skype. You'll see his face. You'll see how he's doing. You'll hear from him. He's on lockdown. The country's in a 15-day lockdown How's he handling it? When is he going to play basketball again? When can he see his family again, for crying out loud? He's by himself. Tyler Haas making the most of his time in Spain. Plus, the head coach of number one ranked BYU men's volleyball, Sean Olmstead, will join us. How is he processing through things after what uh, we think turned out to be the uh, de facto national championship matches against Hawaii? Essentially. And a personal message from BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo during a very unique time. He wanted to send all of BYU Sports Nation uh, a more personalized visual and vocal message than just a note. Uh, Not to mention Kyle Van Noy is heading south after a big payday. Which leads us to our BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, have a song. Have agreed to terms with the now former New England Patriots linebacker Kyle Van Noy. Four years, fifty-one million dollars, thirty million guaranteed. Van Noy maximizing his uh, unrestricted free agency for the first time. He's reunited with former Patriots linebackers coach Brian Flores, who is now the head coach in South Beach. In a contract year, Van Noy had a career-high six and a half sacks. That's getting it done. Much more on that, plus the top five plays of his BYU career later. The New Orleans Saints put a first-round tender on restricted free agent Taysom Hill. He can negotiate with other teams, but the Saints can match any offer. If the Saints choose not to match an offer, the team Hill signs with has to give New Orleans a first-round pick. That first-round tender reportedly worth about $4.7 million. Saints also signed Drew Brees this morning to a two-year, $50 million deal. So that affects the future for Taysom Hill as well. Drew Brees is 50 years old, and he's making $50 million. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Good for him. The National Football League announcing the draft will still take place, but without fans present. Scheduled for April 23rd through the 25th, all public events tied to the draft have been canceled. Crews are looking to adjust the process of how to... Take fans there without actually having them there. So watch on your TVs. It's going to be an intriguing event. It'll be a live event of sorts, right, that right now we don't have. And before the recruiting dead period, former Cougar quarterback Joe Crislow visited the University of Tennessee, according to the website VR2. 
Critchlow, a Franklin, Tennessee native, is a grad transfer and is in the transfer portal. He said, if you could combine church and a football game at BYU, that's how I would compare the University of Tennessee football atmosphere. Mm. That sounds fun. No question. With the up-tempo hymns? Not the slow ones. The up-tempo hymns. Yeah. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio. We're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Senior living. Two days in a row, people. Let's tighten that up. (laughs) BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo recorded an address for all BYU fans and uh, spent a good deal of time putting together this message. He wants you to hear it. We're debuting it on BYU Sports Nation right now. Hello, Cougar Nation. As all of us engage in the work of assuring the health and well-being of our families, friends, and neighbors, as well as carefully monitoring information to stay ahead of the coronavirus, I felt it important to reach out to you with an update as well as a message of hope. The dramatic series of events surrounding the expansion of the virus across the globe and in our communities has made us all pause and reflect on the order of priorities in our lives. We now rely on all the areas of our preparations prior to the outbreak to help us respond in positive and productive ways as we chart new courses moving forward to deal with the challenges and opportunities ahead. My prayers are with all of you that you will be safe from harm's way and be able and willing to assist in the much-needed planning for our immediate and future recovery. The past few days, I've had the incredible experience of communicating with BYU's coaches and athletic staff and many of our amazing student-athletes. The vast majority of them are well. They are resilient and able to adapt to the changes around them. They are already looking ahead to resuming where they left off on the road to achieving their longtime goals and dreams. Their initial sadness at the news of the abrupt stoppage of their seasons subsided quickly as they learned of the benefits of their sacrifice for the betterment and safety of our communities. Social distancing to flatten the curve became their new reality, at least for their immediate futures. Brigham Young University encouraged all students to consider returning to their homes as a precaution to stem the spread of the virus in our campus community. All BYU students will complete the winter semester remotely and await further instruction from the Church Educational System and Board of Trustees on when to return to classes on campus. As you can imagine, the ever-changing landscape presents unique challenges and concerns for some of our student-athletes. For these individuals, we are prepared to provide every resource available to assist them as they navigate through the uncertainty of the immediate future. The wonder of modern technology allows us the opportunity to stay connected while apart and still continue to strengthen relationships. Our coaches are eager to continue mentoring their student-athletes in this transition period. It's been heartwarming for me to see the love and compassion these coaches have for their athletes. It's wonderful to see how much these athletes and coaches want to be there for each other. They've learned valuable lessons and gained hard-to-match experiences battling together as teammates prior to this present challenge. Their faith is strong, and their hope for the future is bright. There's been much discussion about making things right for those athletes that were not able to complete their season. This includes the NCAA announcing it would grant eligibility relief 
for student-athletes who participated in spring sports and review similar opportunities for those who competed in winter sports who were unable to participate in conference or NCAA championships. In the coming weeks, we will learn more about these possibilities and share them with you as we can. BYU Athletics is prepared to make good on the tickets that were purchased to home events that have been canceled. If you've purchased tickets for canceled events, you'll be receiving additional information directly. Together with BYU Broadcasting, our athletic staff is working to make BYU TV's Sports Nation a great source of information, of stories and conversation surrounding this unprecedented time in BYU athletics history. We'll also do our best to communicate with Cougar Nation through BYUcougars.com and our various social media channels. We fully understand that for some BYU Cougar fans, this might not be the right time and place for sports in their day-to-day lives. We also realize that connection with our teams, coaches, and athletes might be exactly what others need. There will be a day in the future when the games will start up again. Between now and then, peace be with you. When the games do resume, we will do all we can to have our teams ready to give their all for BYU. During this unprecedented break, I will miss seeing many of you at the games cheering on the Cougs. As I told our athletes, coaches, and staff, take care of yourself. Take care of your families. Take care of your neighbors. Be loyal, strong, and true. That's what you are. We'll get through this together. Thank you. Tom Hommel, BYU Athletic Director, with a message for all Cougar fans and everyone across BYU Sports Nation. I certainly can appreciate an athletic director that wants to be more hands-on in a time like this and communicate openly like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there were those wondering about some logistical questions regarding tickets and whatnot. And it, it was nice to hear this. We, we haven't talked about this uh, as a society. The games will be played again. I thought, oh, well, I just haven't heard that sentence. The games will be played again. We're going to play games at some point in the future. We don't know when. Um, is it weeks? Is it months? Right? Uh, my, my question now with all of this is, w- will this run into football season? Right? And we're taking care of what needs to be taken care of. And we're seeing what happened in certain countries. Right? And uh, what's going well and what's not and who's behind. And obviously not enough coronavirus tests here. And, but the fact that we've shut everything down has been a good move because we're going to flatten the curve, as we've all discussed, and social distancing, these buzzwords, right? Um, this is all good, and uh, it's good that, yeah, at some point, the games will be played. Live it's, sports it's, will it's, continue at some point. Hopefully, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, so my, uh, my wife jokingly asked me, hey, when you go do the show with Jerem, um, do you measure out six feet between yourselves? I was thinking about that, too. No, <laughs> it's not six feet. It's not. <laughs> It's all good. Oh, man. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's, Do you drive exactly yeah. the speed limit as well? <laughs> we are still taking measures. There's not 10 people sure. in this room. In fact, there's six. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, with things changing literally by the hour in, in terms of advisories and different recommendations from the CDC and from the president, um, be safe, be smart. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're going to keep doing this each and every day. And, and if we, we can, we'll do it. We'll be here. Our help yeah. and, and status here as uh, we try and fill the void of no live sports. But, uh, again, appreciate Tom Homo and what he did 
and the urgency that he had uh, in wanting to get that message out to BYU Sports Nation. I thought that was, thought that was very cool. Talk about sports. Topic two. KBN does it again. He's on the move to his third NFL team. The Miami Dolphins have signed him to a four-year, $51 million contract. Do you like the move to Miami for Kyle? I love it for Kyle's future, his family, his posterity, his bank account. And I like that a BYU guy is a bona fide NFL star enough to get a huge contract like that. Amazing. Is he giving us some of it? What's it's the... proof that he is competing and succeeding at the highest level. Good for Kyle. That said... This is definitely a new challenge as he takes his talents to South Beach because you may have noticed the Dolphins aren't exactly the Patriots, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jerem Kyle Van Noy has more Super Bowl rings to than the Miami Dolphins have playoff appearances in the last decade. One. Well, then. That'll be a change. Uh, yeah, this is no, this is great for Kyle. Why? Because he's already played in three Super Bowls and won two. He didn't even need to go to the playoffs the rest of his career. Uh, competitively, he wants to be happy. And he's course. reunited with yes. uh, the former Patriots linebacker coach, Brian Flores. Sweet. This has happened a lot. None of them actually beat Belichick later. Um, this is going to happen to other BYU great coaches. They have assistants. They don't actually beat them when they come back. You know, who knows? This is good for Kyle Van Noy's um, checkbook. Here's a kid who, and I say kid. Um, who came out of Reno, adopted, DUI, coming into BYU, comes a year later. Like, this could have been a very different story. But Kyle hung in there and uh, had a tremendous career at BYU. We'll highlight the top five plays coming up later. He's stuck in Detroit, just mired in mediocrity. He gets traded to the Patriots. Steve Young is on our set that day, and we inform him that Kyle was trading. He said, oh, he just won the Super Bowl. No, he just won two, and he almost won a third, but the Eagles took care of business, and uh, now Kyle Van Noy is going to have – he has $30 million guaranteed, $15 million signing bonus. Like, I'm super happy for Kyle and his career. You look at a couple bumps in the road before, and it could have been very different. But here he is, a Super Bowl champ with a $51 million contract. Two-time Super Bowl champ. Congratulations, Kyle Van Noy. Well done. His story arc is incredible. Yeah. That is for sure. Our question of the day about KVN. Is signing with the Miami Dolphins a good move for Kyle Van Noy? Why or why not? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Here's E64 Answers on Twitter. Miami is putting together a heck of a defense. Kyle is an important piece of that. So, yes, it's a good move. Hashtag BYUSN. We'll be paying attention to the Dolphins a little more. There you go. And Tom Brady announcing this morning that he is not returning to the Patriots. So, is now the right time to get out of New England? I don't know. Interesting. Where's Tommy going? Coming up, the top five plays from Kyle Van Noy's BYU career. And the head coach of the number one ranked BYU men's volleyball team, Sean Olmstead, is hanging out with us. How is he processing through this abruptly ended season? This is BYU Sports Nation. He has a similar contract to KVN. Fun fact. Outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. An old friend has just made his way into the studio. Uh, and, and for the first time, he's he not lo- wearing a certain color on St. Patrick's Day. Oh. oh. No green. You no green. Always, Sean Olmstead is with us. You always wear, well, it's like neon orange down on your shoes. Uh, you man. always wear something like neon green. And here it is St. Patrick's well, Day, I, nothing green. Have you seen my shoes? I ha- I'm looking at them. 
Yeah, so they're little neon for you. But I mean green. Green, no, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I'm not it's normally a, that guy, but... It's a crazy time right now. Like, uh, my dates are all messed <laughs> yeah, up. It is a crazy time. <laughs> I th- I come in, you're wearing Bob Marley. I, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> got green. I was actually thinking to myself, what is going on? Because there's no BYU, Cougars. I didn't even put two and two together. So It is a weird yeah. time, you're right. The leprechauns well, did not visit the Olmstead no. home, I can tell you that, because... <laughs> Yeah, understandably. Yes. Uh, and, and you mentioned that it is a crazy time. That is the phrase uh, unprecedented, unparalleled. I can't tell you how many times I've heard those words in the last yeah. week because it's just something that we have not ever experienced. Uh, but how are you handling all of this uh, one week? I mean, you're the number one team in the country. You beat Hawaii then you go five sets and then all of a sudden you're not playing volleyball anymore. Yeah, no, it's been uh Kind of unprecedented. I had a long conversation with Craig, and he just kept using that phrase because, you know, really, uh, when have we ever seen anything like this happen? And so, you know, most importantly, our thoughts and prayers and sincerely go out to the community. And I just keep thinking about that because I think, you know, the people that are dealing with the, this this illness and, and, and the virus, but, you know, it, it extends so far. You think of all the people that you know, don't have the ability to work right now that are really scrambling to figure out how they make ends meet every single day, trying to figure out how they provide for their family. And so fortunately, you know, uh, we're, we're not in a position like that right now that we're dealing with it, but that's, that, that's real, you know, that, and that's the thing that kind of hits home for me right now. And, and, um, but yeah, I, I, we're doing our best and, and I think we're, we're in a good spot. It was it was tough last week when it kind of just all it, it immediate it went so fast you know and uh, in that moment you know we were trying to scramble to figure out what okay what was going on so much information in this day and age you're just getting it from all ends the kids are getting it the coaches are getting it and and a lot of the information nothing was you know a lot of it there wasn't specifics everyone knew what was going on with March Madness right it was like okay that's not happening but. And none of that did we hear stuff about volleyball. And I mean, our team was getting on a plane. Our bags were loaded on the plane to go to Palo Alto. We had, we had to that moment, not been told that there wasn't a volleyball game the next day. You know, and, and uh, my assistant coach, uh, Devin Young, ha- had the idea, Let, let's call Stanford's head coach because the Pac-12 had just announced that they were canceling their basketball tournament. And they did say, and all the other sporting events. Well, we were, we're in the MPSF, but we were going to play a Pac-12 school. So, so Devin had, the, had the, the smarts to say, let's call Costi. We called Costi. He was driving. He hadn't even seen that press release. And he said, I mean, if it's saying that, you guys, we've got to follow Pac-12 rules as their, their institution. And so don't get on that plane. But give me five minutes. And so we gave him five minutes. We call back again. And he just says, look, I can't get a hold of any of my administration. They're, they're all in meetings, like lockdown meetings. But just don't get on the plane. So, so we go to Delta and go, hey, sorry to do this, but we've got like 30 bags on that plane. We're not going to get on. If there's any way that we can get, off, get those bags off the plane. And, uh, and I didn't even talk with Tom and Brian about that. And then within about 10 minutes, I got a text from Brian and Tom saying, hey, did you get on that plane? And I said, no, we, we didn't get on the plane. We talked to the head coach. So it wasn't even administration talking. It was like, head coach, I don't think this is going to happen. And uh, they said, oh, good, sweet. Okay, thanks. Because we've got, at the time, they had softball stuck in Alabama. And so it was just, but even then that day, 
we still weren't we had no information from our conference we weren't getting anything you know it was saying championships are canceled but in all those press releases i never saw men's volleyball so we're you know you're still in the position we were at where there's a glimmer of hope you know maybe maybe not us you know but then then you process everything and and then you finally see it and it hits home so we had to bring all the guys in for a meeting that night with brian santiago and just you know what a what a tough meeting for us to be in and yeah you know it's sports but what we have to understand is for these young men that's that's their life and their time you know and and so we can look and say hey it's just sports it's just a ball it's just a net but no for those kids it's it's their life you know i put my heart and soul into my family into my job well they're putting their heart and soul into this you know into their school into volleyball being here as a student athlete so um, I think after that initial meeting, you know, that was a meeting. There wasn't a dry eye in that meeting from anybody, from any of us, me on down through, through our trainers. And, uh, but, but then little by little, the next few days of meeting with them, I saw them, you know, start to kind of recoup and, and, uh, you know, kind of figure out what was next and, and be in a better spot than in that moment. That was tough, but, um, uh, again, thoughts and prayers out to everybody that, uh, that are impacted by, by, by the current events and, and to those people that are dealing with, you know, in, in the real life world, dealing with bigger things than we're dealing with, you know, because some sporting events have been canceled. Yeah. And you're exactly right. <clears throat> and on this show, we'll mainly address kind of the sports impact, but yeah, yeah you, you've, you've brought it uh, home for sure. Um, it'd be one thing if you were 0 and 18 and got this news. For sure. It's another that you're 17-1, and one, you're the new number one. Finally, the uh, coach has caught up to the media, and that's been my agenda yeah, for yeah. a few weeks here. <laughs> but you just hammered Hawaii on Thursday, and then, and then Friday is like this epic five-setter that goes into overtime and extras. Mm-hmm. And what I, you have one loss. You're, you're the number one team in the country. Yeah. How, how did that and the possibility of winning a national championship in May affect this emotionally for everybody, knowing, hey, this could have been the year that BYU got yeah. one again? No, that for sure made it a, a, a you know sting a little. I, I I'm so uh, excuse me if I don't have like the perfect lingo, and I hope that I don't hurt anybody's feelings in what I say because like I I, I keep going back to these bigger issues, but I, I want to address and and discuss because I think it's important, and so and I want to do it correctly. But you're exactly right. You know, I mean no doubt it that that made it sting a lot more you know and it hurt because we and we believe for for some time now we've been believing that we are the best team in the country you know and Hawaii was number one in that and that's fine you know but it, it, we weren't 0 and 18 we were 17 and 0 going into that match or 16 and 0 or whatever and we go into that first match, you know, that, that's it. The two undefeated teams, one and two, sold out arena, packed house, great, great venue, great fans. You know, the collective volleyball world was watching, you know, college volleyball world was watching. Um, and our guys just, boom, you know, their sleeves were rolled up, their, their eyes were, you know, they were ears pinned down, ready for a fight. And they went in there and just played the best volleyball match that they'd played this year by far and then set records for the rally scoring error. I mean, they just boom, went to work and they did it. They did it. And so, and then they came back the next night and they were doing, they were, they they were doing it again. So, you know, what, what they did the first night 
and then came back to do the second night, go up 2-0. And yeah, in the end, we lost that match, but push them to the brink, into the overtime. You know, it, it does hurt a little bit more because it had the makings of a pretty spectacular season. And the guys, the guys ha- they had that confidence, but that was even more a confidence booster. And so uh, that definitely made it, no doubt, it made it more difficult. And in the moment that the news breaks and that we finalize, like, okay, we're done, guys. You know, that meeting, just imagine that. Like, guys, it's, it, it's over. You know, um, made it, you know, the seniors, those guys that have been here for so many years, you know, they, that, that's it. You know, wow. You know, and so... Um, I just told the guys, hey, that was the national championship. And, you know, that's coach speak, but whatever. But I'm going to look out for those boys. I love them, and I, and I care for them. And they know that. I know they know that. And it was. You had the two undefeated teams three-fourths way through the season, the matchup, you know, and they went out there and did it. And, and no, nobody can ever take that away from them. Nobody can take away that experience, those memories, the moments, and that the fact that they did it together as a group and just to watch that match unfold did the see the excitement from the guys on the court to the guys on the bench you know everybody was was had come together and that was the cool thing about this team is they really had made a uh, an effort together and and they were a really really tough knit united group and you did it on the road on the road us. yeah it, it and was. not an easy place to play on the oh, road gosh. the you know the travel the time the, the venue, everything. I mean, I love playing there. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorite places to play. But you can't deny that that's a tough place to go with all things, you know. And that's, that's a different road trip than just going to Southern California to play a match where, you know, you can go down the night before and be ready to go the next day. You go down to Hawaii a couple days before, try to get a little acclimated and uh, so many distractions. But, hey, they always put on a great event. And, and that, that's a – Hawaii was undefeated there – for a a while, the last two years or something like that, you know? So, uh, yeah. Okay, Sean Olmstead with us on BYU Sports Nation. There is this rhetoric developing uh, in the media that maybe we should crown a national champion because of how things played out, and uh, your team is ranked number one and just beat the former number one on the road. Where do you stand on all of that, on the media potentially? Off the block specifically. Crowning a national champion. No, I, I, you know, I just kind of – I stick, I stick with my guys and, and, and kind of the great season that we've had. And, and we can look back and look at the whatever the last poll, you know, and it's, it's if somebody has a sense of humor somewhere amidst all this tragedy, you know, it's kind of in that, that uh, Hawaii had been number one all year. We'd been number, number two for the most part of the year. You know, it took us a little bit to get up there, but we kind of got to that spot pretty quickly. And then we both, you know, continued rolling. And then here's this matchup. We go there. We make a statement. We make the best statement we could have. And then those are kind of some of the last volleyball matches that were played this season. The poll comes out two days later. There we go. We're number one. Pretty much, consen- you know, almost unanimous. There, there was, I think, one that, that didn't have us there. But it was, uh, yeah. I know who it is. <laughs> no, I no, called him out. I, I, I yeah. called him out. You know, nah. Um, and so, uh, you lost my train of thought. And he was the first to email last night too. Uh, yeah. So yes, yes. Uh, So, um, you know, and, and so I look back, Hey, 
if the season's got to be over, you know, we can, we can take pride and, and, and joy in the fact that we finished number one in the last poll available. And I just, I think there's so many, there is so many good teams out there. There is so many good teams out there. And there's, there's a lot of season left to play. And man, but I, I would put all the money I've got on my boys going mm. down the stretch. Mm. There's no doubt about it. But I, anything can happen. That's the great thing about sports that we're all missing out on right now. March right. Madness, all those shots, you know. And, and so there is so many great teams. And so I just, I, I just go back to the great performances that we got to be, witness and be a part of, you know. Sean, it's great to catch up with you, man. Congratulations yeah. on a fantastic season, and uh, we applaud you for being just uh, kind of this this light, this beacon, uh, and and helping us uh, kind of put things in perspective. No, I'm, I appreciate it. It means a lot. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Coming up, Tyler Haas from Spain. What's life like for him on lockdown? 15-day countrywide lockdown, plus voice of the nation, Kyle Van Noy, amidst all of this madness, just signed a $51 million deal. Is it a good fit in South Beach? This is BYU Sports Nation. Hey, the show's on demand. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast to get the latest show, previous shows, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, along with Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. Time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy is richer than you. Mm-hmm. He's headed to the Miami Dolphin. Mitt Romney's like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's headed to the Miami Dolphin. Thousand bucks, Mitt? After signing a four-year, $51 million contract, he's reunited with former Patriots linebacker coach, now head coach in Miami, Brian Flores. Hey, we have some more NFL BYU news. The New Orleans Saints place a $4.7 million first-round tender officially on Taysom Hill. We learned about this a little while ago. Now it's official. Taysom can negotiate with other teams, but the Saints have the right to match that offer or get a first-round pick as compensation. The Saints have also signed Drew Brees to a two-year, $50 million contract as of this morning. And by the way, just NFL news, uh, Panthers are going to sign Teddy Bridgewater. So Cam Newton out. Where will Cam Newton go? Ah. The NFL announced the April draft will continue, but without fans present on the 23rd through the 25th. Football. The University of Tennessee has hosted Joe Critchlow, former BYU quarterback, now in the transfer portal. Before the NCAA-mandated dead period, Critchlow announcing that he would enter the portal during the offseason. He's originally from Franklin, Tennessee, and described the Tennessee atmosphere as, quote, if you could combine church and a football game at BYU. I love that because those are two things I love. If the hymns are fast. It is the religion of the South. (laughs) Man. They're, they're also very religious. Yes, they are. In real religion. Our question of the day, back to that NFL news featuring Kyle Van Noy, is KVN signing with Miami a good move for him? Why or why not? At Colonel underscore James 83 says, risky. He didn't mesh with the Lions, but the Patriots gave him a chance. Will he mesh with the Dolphins? Good, uh, good question. I know he'll mesh with the weather and the food. That'll be just fine. Uh, you know who's really be, happy about this? Fine. His former linebackers coach in New England is now the head coach. It's going to be fine. He's going to he's going to play and he's Ron, going to be run run Howard's voice. It wasn't. <laughs> you know who's going to be happy about this? The happiest Marissa. She's going to love it. Living in Miami. She's going to love it. Are you kidding me? Coming up, KBN does it again. His top five plays from his BYU career. Plus, Tyler Haas joins us from Spain. How is he handling the 15 day lockdown nationwide? Crazy. This is BYU Sports Nation. Crazy, man. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We all have a little more time on our hands. If you'd like to consume BYU former shows and games, you can go on demand. BYU TV app, BYUtv.org. This morning we had a fantastic opportunity to speak with BYU basketball's all-time leading scorer, Tyler Hawes, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype currently playing basketball for Bilbao Basket in the top Spanish league and in a lockdown due to the rapid spread of coronavirus. Here is that conversation with Tyler Haas from this morning. First of all, Tyler, it's great to hear your voice and see your face. And we want to know, how are you holding up through all of this madness uh, in the lockdown in Spain? Holy cow. Well, I mean, I'm I'm holding up all right. Uh, These are definitely crazy times. I don't think anyone uh, expected things to get like this. Um, You know, I I definitely didn't here in Spain, but um, holding up okay. Yeah, our Spain, we're on a a 15-day countrywide lockdown, and so, you know, government's taking action. Um, I I think Spain is definitely one of the um, most hard-hit countries with this virus, and uh, it's, it's kind of scary and, um, but, you know, holding up. Okay. And, um, hoping for better days coming. Give us an idea of your situation because you, you thought you were retired, I think. Right. And then you go back to play in Spain again. And now, unfortunately this is hit and you're, you're a lo- your, uh, summer and, and, you know, and kids are, are here in the States, right? This is an interesting time for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So, I did. I, I thought I was done um, and didn't expect an opportunity like this to come uh, play in the top division in Spain. And so, you know, my agent reached out a couple months back. Um, there was a guy in this team that got hurt. And so I uh, reached out. There was an opening and he said, would I be open to it? And and so I told him, yeah. And uh, that led to a contract and uh, I had 24 hours to, to make a decision. And so, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm super lucky in that I have a very supportive wife who, uh, who loves me and will support me in, in anything I, I want to do. And so she, she was all into this thing, wanted me to do it. Um, and so came here, she, she stayed back, um, her sister was getting married. And so she decided to stay back for a few weeks. Um, and came here, I jumped right back into it. You know, it definitely took, took some time to get back into playing shape. You know, I didn't completely let myself go, uh, you know, the past (laughs) six or eight months, like I was staying in somewhat, somewhat good shape. had a few, you know, late night cookie stuff that I had to work (laughs) through when I got here. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I felt really good and, you know, I had a couple really good games, like my shot was feeling great and it's just, it's unfortunate that this has happened right now. And, um, but you know, my family was supposed to come out this weekend as well. Uh, and so obviously we had to reschedule all that. So trying to process a, a lot of different things, uh, and, uh, hopefully, you know, we can get my family back together and um, the league started back up and uh, moving in a, in a good positive direction. Tyler, how's joining us from Spain? Tyler, 
how will this affect the remainder of the season and when you can see your wife and your kids again? Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to work through some of that. Uh, the league just met a few days ago and decided to postpone the season until April 24th. And so, uh, yeah, still a little more than a month away from playing games again. Um, and so, yeah, we're, I, you know, I, I talk to my wife multiple times every day and, you know, we're, we're saying right now, we're just going to take this thing one day at a time. Um, we don't know where, you know, what government action is going to be put into place. And so uh, we're trying to, trying to fill out the, the, the best thing for our little family and, um, and find a way to get back together. What do you do all day? And uh, how are you trying to stay in shape should the season resume? Yeah, so um, we had our first team Skype workout today. Nice. <laughs> never, never been a part of something like that. Uh, but, <laughs> we had, you know, push-ups and planks and running in place. And so we did that. And I, I'm assuming the team will, will do a lot more of – um, gatherings like that, but yeah, reading a lot, trying to, um, keep my mind occupied, uh, on, on something, but yeah, obviously movies, Netflix, uh, but I mean, everyone's trying to just cope with it in in their own way right now. Hopefully your strength and conditioning coach isn't giving you a hard time about your form over Skype. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Skype is not a good indicator on how we're doing. For sure. <laughs> Walk us through the timeline of your last two weeks. So, yeah, last two weeks. Um, two weeks ago, uh, we had a home game on a Sunday afternoon against my old team, the first team that I played for in Spain, Obradoiro, and had a really good game. Um, I... I ended up starting the game, which wasn't expecting. Coach kind of threw me into the lineup and right before the game started. Um, but I, I played really well against them. I was really excited. Uh, felt really good, actually, to, to beat up on the old team. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, we, we had a full week of practice, and we were, um, we were headed into another game. And, and it, it – you know, it, it, this whole situation was so crazy because it, it kind of just happened overnight where leagues started shutting down, you know, people started canceling games and people realized, wow, yeah, we really have to take this thing a lot more serious than we are. And, and so, yeah, we had a team meeting. I, I was headed in for practice. I think it was, you know, Wednesday or Thursday morning and and they said, we're, we're shutting it down for a little while and uh, we'll keep you posted. And so just kind of left us thinking, wow, what, what now? Um, what, what does this mean for the rest of the season and, and our team? And I think a lot of us are kind of still feeling those things and different news and updates happen all the time and trying to just stay positive and stay hopeful. It'd be one thing if this happened to you in Alpine. It's another that you're in Spain. So the language barrier and then certainly food is a little different, right? So what's this experience like for you in terms of the language barrier and, and right now, how much food do you, do you have enough food do you, without being able to go out, right? 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling that something like this could happen. Um, and, and, you know, like I said before, my, my family was planning on coming this last weekend. And so, you know, I, I had loaded up on diapers and wipes and I tried to get a bunch of food for, you know, a, you know, 10 day to two week period. And so I had some stuff built up already. Um, I, I had to take some diapers back to the store, <laughs> but did they, yeah, ret- I, did they I allow had- the return? They allowed the return. Yeah, nice. we were good. All good. And the lang- we, we figured out the language barrier. <laughs> Google Translate comes in handy a lot over <laughs> here. Uh, but, man, there, there definitely are times, you know, before all this happened, at least a couple of times a day, I'm I, like, either I'm looking at the person like, what are you saying? Or they're looking at me like, yeah, you're some weird American that's <laughs> trying to speak Spanish. <laughs> Tyler, you're such a beacon of positivity, and I know that's big for your psyche to try and maintain that uh, amidst a very difficult situation. And in that, uh, along those lines, you sent out a video uh, the other night on your social media accounts of people clapping in unison at night. When did that start, and why did it start? Yeah, that that just started a couple of nights ago. So every night, right at eight o'clock, right on the dot, uh, everyone comes out their windows and and claps and cheers. And the only thing I could relate it to was was New Year's in America, where everyone goes outside and is banging pots and pans, and you can hear it, you know, throughout the whole city. That's what it sounds like. Um, you can hear cheers and and people yelling throughout the whole city. It's like, it's really inspiring and and a cool thing. And, you know, people are looking for, for ways to support each other and, and stay, stay hopeful during, um, during a difficult time. It's the five year anniversary today of you scoring 33 points in your last game at BYU in the NCAA tournament against Ole Miss, certainly a game that you wanted to win, but you had a great game. And now, what's your message been to T.J. Haas as, as your brother, unfortunately, doesn't get to experience the NCAA tournament, but they had an unbelievable season? Yeah. Uh, the, that was really, really a tough way to end such a special season for those guys. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of T.J. And, and the way that he handled his career, the way that he stuck in and – in there, kept fighting, kept battling. Um, you know, he had a lot of things thrown his way. And then, I mean, this year, no one expected their team to do as well as, as they did. And, you know, they had all sorts of challenges and adversity they went through. And, I mean, they just, they, they stayed the course and stayed together. And, I mean, it was an unbelievable ride. And so I, I like my message to Tej was just, Hey, I'm so proud of you. Like uh, you had an amazing, amazing career. And I know it didn't end the way that you had hoped. Um, but just really proud of the way he competed, the way he represented, you know, the family and, and BYU. And, um, he has nothing to, to hang his, hang his head about. And, um, but I mean, Cougar Nation and everyone, everyone's sad that we didn't get to see a turning run. I, I think uh, everyone was expecting big things for sure. 
Ty, it's so great to catch up with you. We appreciate you taking some time uh, in your day in Spain amidst the chaos. And, uh, yeah, great, to, again, to see your face, to hear your voice. And uh, we'll be thinking of you. Aside from watching BYU Sports Nation, we wish you many happy <laughs> nights of Netflix and Hulu or whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll be tuning in, guys. Yeah, keep, keep producing the content. I need it over here. <laughs> you got, you it, got man. it, man. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. One of the best, Tyler Haas, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Skype. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Great to hear from Tyler. That's awesome. Coming up, which BYU staffer's dance video gained a million views? Plus, it's Top 5 Tuesday on St. Patrick's Day, and that means the Top 5 Kyle Van Noy plays at Brigham Young University. This is BYU Sports Nation. KVN does it again! Yes! This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on St. Patrick's Day. We told you it was going to be a fantastic loaded show. It's not even done. Sean Olmstead, Tyler Hawes, incredible guest lineup today. Uh, you can watch it on demand via the BYU TV app, and you can listen to it anytime you like on the BYU radio app. And Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, and uh, you can subscribe to that as well. It's another Top 5 Tuesday presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. We're focusing on Kyle Van Noy. Let's go. Number 5, we revisit Kyle Van Noy's monster game against San Diego State in the 2012 Poinsettia Bowl. Oh, my gosh. You were in the stands as a fan in this one. He put the team on his back. He had a lot of good plays from this one. He blocked a punt in an amazing fourth quarter. Jamal Williams ended up scoring on a 14-yard run. Much, much more coming from this game in a moment. Uh, like right now, at number four, at the Poinsettia Bowl, the KVN Bowl, we should just call it. Yeah, BYU's yeah. offense was struggling to put up points on the board. In steps Kyle Van Noy with the strip sack six. That's his best play as a Cougar. This one right here. And this angle? Uh, so good. Puts yes. BYU up 10-6. The Cougars never looked back. Number three. It was the start of the season in 2011. In fact, the first game of Independence. Oh! BYU struggling on offense. The strip by Kyle Van Noy, the fumbling and stumbling and bumbling into the end zone. Kyle Van Noy recovers and BYU wins. Five minutes to go. The offense hadn't put much together. Ethan Manu Maliula said, Ula said, no, 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 Kyle Van Noy, you, you get this. You caused it. Single-handedly wins scored. the game. 14-13. Brigham, as he would say. First game of independence. Yeah, countdown to kickoff in Studio C. I remember the day. It was fun, man. Number two. The battle for the old wagon wheel in Logan in 2013 started <laughs> off with a KVN <laughs> KO punch. Very first play from scrimmage. Van Noy jumps a Chucky Keaton pass and is celebrating a pick six in Ogden. The Cougars went to win that game 31-14. I kid. I kid, my friends in Logan. I loved it. Utah State was so excited! And then first play, pick six. And we have a player that's better than yours. And the number one play in the history of Kyle Van Noy. I thought number three was the number one play. This, This play, we're saying the pick six is number one. It didn't pick any of these plays. They're fantastic. It sealed the deal, you know? It sealed the deal as Adam Dingwell... That's a fun last name. Uh, picked off, takes it to the house, and BYU would end up winning that game. Uh, Kyle Van Noy outscored San Diego by himself, 12-6. to six. So, yeah. Ding well, more like ding fail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the top five. Everything was going great until I read that. The top five sorry. plays sorry. from Kyle Van Noy. What a, what a career. So happy for him. He gets $10 million for each of those top plays. 
Yeah, well, well done. And another million on top of that. Wow. Uh-huh. I'll take just one of those 50 Life is million. good. Uh, is signing with Miami a good move for Kyle Van Noy? He doesn't really care what you think, but we want to know what you <laughs> but think. But we're going to ask anyway. <laughs> Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. On Facebook, Bradley Perkins says, My initial thought was, heck no, but KVN knows what's best for him, and I hope it works out. Maybe his contract will coincide nicely with the rebuild. Who knows? Good luck to him. And perhaps that's part of it, right? Um, he's contracted a you know, four-year deal so three, through 2023, $15 million signing bonus, 15 more million guaranteed, up to 51 total when all is said and done. He'll be an unrestricted free agent at age 33 in 2024. They're signing some big pieces in Miami, so just may hey, get back to the playoffs. That'd be a but big But they'll step. never be the 72 no. Miami Dolphins <sighs> no. with Larry Zunka. <laughs> yeah. uh, today's Rise and Shadow, a combined effort. Jack DeMooney and his family uh, made a TikTok, and it got over a million views. This is incredible. Jack DeMooney can dance, dude. We're told that he went to... Uh, you know that he was quite the dancer back in the day. Look at him, look his, at Pop and Lock. So, so his, yeah, his daughters uh, are doing what they do, and he said, "You know what? I, I just wanted to do my own thing at some point." But Jack's got moves, man. <laughs> he's got moves, bro. How old is Jack? He looks like he's twenty-five. There, Dude, he can. No, he's legit. Like I love, I love Jack. Hashtag, oh, I am Jack Dumbooty. Jack is my favorite Fijian former BYU football player. A million plus views, Hands Jack. down. Well done, That's brother. That's awesome, man. Well done. Hey, this was uh, a show that I personally needed. Hopefully you need it as well. It's a wild time, but there's still content going on. Kyle Van Noy and Taysom Hill, and we talked to Tyler Haas from Spain, and uh, Jack DeMooney's dancing, and Kyle Van Noy's top plays, and Sean Olmstead. We learned a lot of things, and I think we're going to continue to learn those as long as we are allowed to be here. We will be here. While we're doing what we're doing. Again, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Our thanks to today's guest, Sean Olmstead of the BYU Sports Nation National Champion BYU Volleyball Team. Okay, we're going there. And Tyler Hawes again from Spain. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, no time. One day. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Anson Winder. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Kooks! <laughs>